Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! See, you know what happens is every now and again somebody's violently attacked or killed, as we saw in the Capitol riots. So the Capitol riots, this whole idea of taking back America and all of that, it was 99% white people, 90% from battleground states. And what happens is they answer the call from Trump and from Bannon and all the guys who are stirring this up and trying to destabilize democracy and almost succeeding in doing it. If Trump were smarter, if Trump were like Putin, he would have known how to engineer a coup properly, take control of the military, you know, take control of the organs of state, do it stealthily, made, make sure that he had a, 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 an inner circle of supporters who could do all of that. I mean... He simply wasn't able to do that. Mm. But people went out, in foot of his exhortations, right, in foot of what he was saying, they went out, and almost 1,800 people have had their lives destroyed by being sent to prison for lengthy periods. They won't be able to work again. Their lives are destroyed. They're entirely stigmatized. They've left families at home, all because of this fantasy, this crazy conspiracy that was peddled Set them out, set out the foot soldiers, and we saw this last week in Dublin. Yeah, you know, you do all of this, and we and you've got all these guys, the Grips and the the, the Iona Institute, and then they're sitting there sniping at the sexual thing and protecting our children, and you know all this stuff about you know a lot of puberty blockers for children, and they're defiling our children, and these senators who are going on about this and talking about God, God will be our salvation. You know, it's not them who go to prison. It's all those kids who are out there wrecking and, and, and burning buses and all the all the rest of it, you know. You see, I think this like it, this is this is a very interesting 
time, unfortunately, because I think, you know, we can dismiss and we can dismiss so much of it and you can dismiss the thinking behind it and you can talk about, you know, the extreme and like, you know, there, there are, there are, there are degrees in all of it. So there's people believing, you know, the, um, and ped, peddling and believing in, you know, conspiracy theories. There are then, you know, as you get closer to the center, there are people who, you know, may have concerns or, or whatever, but the dangerous thing is that we're also now, you can dismiss a lot of the ideas behind it, but you also have people who, and I think you look at who's been taking an interest in Ireland recently, you know, like Elon Musk, like Tucker Carlson, like Steve, Steve Bannon. Bannon. Um, Ireland is on fire, he said. But like, you see, the thing is, like, this is, this is, this is, like, Ireland is a lo- lovely little test case to see how but far. That's what they want. How, how can they we, want Ireland to be on fire. How can we, how far can we push this? And this is why you have to take it seriously too. Yeah. Because can you, can you turn a very stable, sensible, community-based democracy? Can you shove them off the rails? And here's what happens, right? You go like America. There is, the poverty in America is disgusting. 40 million Americans out of a population of 330 million are living in trailer parks in poverty. 40 million Americans. You know, yeah. if you need to be wealthy in America to survive, to afford medication, to have life-saving surgery, you need to be wealthy. You know, they're, they, they, they have no public health care system really worth talking about. They get food coupons, but it's not social welfare as we know it. You know, the UK has the lowest pension rate and the lowest social welfare rate amongst civilised European countries. It's less than half of the rate here. You know, so you destabilise democracy, you get right-wing governments in power, they stand with the people, all the, all the people who traditionally voted for Labour instead of voted for, voting for Jeremy Corbyn, who saying, lads, we've got the money to transform society and make it more equal. I'm not interested in making a fortune. I'm not a grifter. I just want to make everybody's lives better. And that's what I've spent my life doing. Fuck you. Boris is... <laughs> Boris. <laughs> Boris and Pretty Patel and Suella Braverman and Rishi Sunak, you know, who've gone on to rape the country on behalf of their billionaire donors and friends, siphoned billions out of the coffers, run the country into the ground, that would be the project in Ireland as well. Now, obviously, they'd need to they'd need to begin infiltrating one of the major parties. Seems to me that down the line they might be saying, "Okay, the obvious marriage would be Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin." So Fine Gael, you know, once once if we could really get serious social strife going, Fine Gael are the party, and if we could get a charismatic authoritarian leader, you know, who was who was able to excite the mob and move away from the sort of sensible, sober Irish politic that we've been very lucky to have over the last 20 years, you know, we'd be well on the way. Don't forget, don't forget, QAnon only came into being in 2016, 2017. And and now, now, two QAnon acolytes hold seats in Congress. They hold seats in Congress, Hmm. you know. Thousands of them participated in the January the 6th attack, you know, and, and it doesn't matter. I mean, we've seen, we've seen the Good Liars Project outside Trump's uh, rallies and we've laughed at it. Yeah. Okay, but that's an understandable reaction. But there's a scary side to it. 
And we've seen that scary side to it, people being murdered, people being attacked, you know. Uh, and it doesn't really matter that we know that Donald Trump is a ridiculous narcissist who who's a misogynist, you know, who's capable of ordering any sort of violence, obviously he wouldn't get his hands dirty himself. But they actually believe that he is engaged in a mighty battle of good versus evil. You just think of how mental that is. Yeah. And, and that he is, he is, at the moment, three or four points ahead in the polls. Um, see, that's the thing. I think we, we, we still, uh, maybe especially in somewhere like Ireland, we still kind of cling to the ideas of, you know, there are certain things that will make people unelectable or certain things that... And I think it's, uh, I think it's probably right, Jim. Maybe, although the only thing in Even Ireland... Even in the UK, to a recent... I mean, to, yeah, uh, to a recent until point, until mean, Boris came along. Whenever, uh, I mean, whenever... Um, what do you call him? The Farage, Nigel Farage. Mm. He has run, I think, for Parliament on seven different occasions, and the nearest he came to it was third, but the, the time that he came third, he came second to a man who believed that he was a dolphin. Well, that was his most recent attempt. But well, of course know, now... A, big, a bigger idea. No, Stanley you know. Johnson, Boris's father, big Brexiteer, yeah. who moved to France and got his Irish passport as soon as, as, soon as, as soon as Brexit happened and lives out there, you know, lives off the fat of the land. Of course, he's now saying on GB News, which is their propaganda channel, look, um, Nigel Farage would be a great Conservative Party leader. And he's been talking to his son. They're they're all agreed about this, and uh, and then you're then you've got the guy who used to walk through the town late at night singing Hitler Youth songs. All of a sudden, he's the leader of the Conservative Party. Have you Party. been watching him? And I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. No, no, honestly, I I, I, I just I don't I don't really watch things like that. Do you no, know? No, I mean, I mean, you've you've got right up to. But he's not 40 million well. Americans, 50 million Americans who believe that the Democrats, the Democratic sort of power base, their, 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 their more powerful politicians, comprises members of a reptilian alien race who are disguised as humans. Mm. I mean, members of the jury. Members of the jury. To, to, to. <laughs> Remove your mask, sir. Remove your reptilian mask. We know you're a reptile. And, you know, you, we, we've seen all these conspiracy theories, COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, you know, vaccines. I mean, the vaccines were a massive one. Yeah. You know, that, that fact is, is a lie. You know, all those people had, didn't die because, of the, because uh, they, 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 they got COVID. They died because they got the vaccine. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that the evidence shows that that is absolute bunkum. Because nobody's going to look at the evidence except the evidence that they want to see, and all these all these websites will provide you with all the 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 the, the lies on top, you know. And well, it the, struck the, me the, watching this, this, it struck this me just, watching the COVID inquiry, and we've talked about it a bit. But what it really reminds me of is they are more every time you see them, every day that they give evidence, they remind me of kind of World War One generals. They are the kind of people that. You know, Siegfried Sassoon wrote poems about you know those those you know those totally contemptuous, incompetent generals that just let send people off to war and send you know and send people off to die. And there's something incredibly like in in you know a hundred years later when you actually think we have kind of 
Advanced. And when the war is done and youth stone dead, we'll toddle off to die in bed. Yeah, and that's it. And you know, it's, you know that they they had the same attitude. It's almost like I tell you, it's, it's a very good point that you make. Thank the, you. the truth and is, you won't have to listen back the, to you. The truth is, the truth is that these people who are out complaining about refugees and trans people and you know librarians and you know all of the rest of it. They're the ones being manipulated. You know, they're the ones who are being cruelly exploited. You know, and over the next two or three weeks, the guards will be calling at houses. Guys, maybe with jobs, you know, guys with families, you know, who've got themselves involved in this stuff. They're going to go to court. And I think it's virtually certain, sadly, because I don't believe that it works, that a lot of them are going to go to prison for substantial terms you know, as as a marker to be laid down. And who picks up the pieces? Who picks up the pieces? Their families, you know, the breadwinner's gone, possibly, you know. Maybe maybe you have a small family with two kids and the mum and dad are working two or three jobs to keep to keep everything going and just about keeping their heads above water. And now all of a sudden, reality. So the fantasy, the fantasy's there. And we're going to take over the world. We're going to have Conor McGregor at the head of a big army and... You know, we're going to put Brawley on a crucifix on Call Street and we're going to, you know, we're going to bring all... Get that dog, wanker. We're going to bring all those dogs that he sexually abused and let them howl, howl with pleasure as they see their erstwhile torturer being burned, being burned on on the the cruise. I have to say, the glamorous brunettes always said to me, Jesus Christ, they're going to come and kill us. like You see, okay. You know, and, 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 and... but it, it doesn't matter that all that defies all sort of knowledge and reason. You know, I think that what all of this does is it offers people a false sense of community, you know, and that's why, you know, in an uncertain world, and that's why, you know, they, they also sort of, a thing that I notice about it too is that they feel superior to you. They feel smarter and superior to you. They condescend to you. Oh, probably, oh God, you're such an idiot. Can't you? Can you not see? What's happening to you? Can you not see that you're being manipulated and exploited? You're like, and that's another thing. You just turn language on its head and truth on its head, you know. And and this is particularly so, I think, for people who are. And there's been a huge amount of psychological studies in this. People who are lonely, you know, maybe someone living alone, who 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 might have. They might have very little comfort at the end of the day, or even during the day. But they can go online. They can, you know, put down their their title. You know, you know, Tiberius, Lord Tiberius, at Lord Tiberius, and all of a sudden they're part of this exciting computer games world. You know, like Grand Theft Auto, where it's what you're talking about is as real as the gore and the violence and the triumphs in those video games. You didn't answer me when I asked you about it last time, but do you? Uh, and you mentioned glamorous brunette. Like, do you do, do you get worried about it? About this stuff? Yeah. No, I don't really worry about stuff like that. I would say that I'm. Um, do you know? I feel very hooked into people. I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't do for somebody. I mean that sincerely. I mean, you know. Um. You know, I, 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 without thinking, gave a kidney to a person. You know, I, I, I'm, I don't mean this in that way of like get pats in the back. I'm not, in, I'm not interested in that at all. 
you know, I took in a homeless fellow who had addiction problems. And, you know, he lived with me for nine months. I took in another fellow who had very serious problems, lived with me for a year until he was on his feet again. And, you know, for me, that that is just a normal thing. That's just how, it's the best way for human beings to be. You know, I always see the best in other human beings. Like, I gen I mean this sincerely. You know, I I have thought and worried at times about Conor McGregor. I thought, look, you know, it's a very self-destructive life. I saw a thing, I saw a thing, a man knocked him down on the bicycle. And Conor was out training on the bicycle. And I was very impressed with him because I thought, you could see the man thinking, oh, Jesus, when it was Conor McGregor, oh, fuck, I'm going to get absolutely battered here, you know. Mm. And McGregor was a perfect gentleman. He said, you know, look, don't worry about it. Bike was mangled. He says, look, do you mind giving me a lift home? Thanks a million. He was all cut and grazed and all the rest. He was a big, powerful guy, like. Mm. And you could see the fella in the air going, oh, fuck's that God. <laughs> and he put the bike, and I was thinking, like, now there, you know, there's a glimpse of the human being there, all right? Yeah, you know, and like I, I, I can understand a fellow who has come up from absolutely nothing, right? And he's gone into a very, very animalistic sport, a very dangerous, extremely violent, where you must be, you know, worrying a lot, and you're going into big fights, and you don't know if you're going to come out of them in one piece or be killed or be very, very seriously injured. I mean, the night he fought that guy Khabib Nurmagomedov. I genuinely, I, it's only one of those fight nights I've watched because my son was watching it anyway. And I was intrigued because of all the buildup and all that hysteria of Connor, which I did worry about at the time, you know, the smashing up the bus and, you know, saying your dad smells like shit. And do you know, and it's like, it's like, fuck, you know. And the other guy seemed very calm. And I thought, fuck, I don't know. You just felt this wasn't going to end well. And then Khabib torments him physically. And beats him very badly, and 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 keeps him, keeps him upright so that he can beat him more. And there was a point in that fight when I thought, I started to have visions of he could kill this fella, mm. you know. And it, it was a very scary moment. And I see how Connor is manipulated, and how you know. I mean, okay, I know I've, I've had a bit of fun with all of that, fun to an extent. I'll come back to that because it is very serious what he's mm. saying and it has serious consequences and he's inciting a lot of young men and it's very dangerous what he's doing. But he's got these millions and millions of followers. They look up to him and adore him and a bit like Trump, no matter what he says, that's good enough for them. He's brilliant. You know, there's no logical argument that you can make. There's no sensible argument that you can make to any of his followers that will make them say, you know what, that's a fair point. Yeah, They're just going to say, Fuck you, you cowardly cunt. Stand up and say that to Connor's face. Go you down to one of his bars and go in and say that to his face and we'll see how you get on. He'd smash you, you fucking traitor. Right. But behind all of that, assaults and, you know, this life of excess and hundreds of millions, there's a human being. Yeah. And I do worry about that human being because I think that he's been exploited as well. And whenever you see neo-Nazis like Paul Golding, Steve Bannon, you know, that vicious creep, Tucker Carlson, who's a really vicious, inadequate creep, you know, um, and weird with it as well. Really inadequate guy and a nasty piece of work. And what does he have to offer humanity? And these are the sort of boys who are glorifying Connor. And they're only glorifying him, you know, to use him. Yeah. 
And, you know, wouldn't it be a brilliant thing if Conor McGregor put his vast resources and his vast popularity into doing something good in Irish society? Because I'll tell you what, brother, if he had the right people alongside him, he could do unbelievable good. Hmm. Unbelievable good. You know, now, does he have it in him? Or is he is he the way he's painted publicly? What's he like in private when he's away from the cameras? I don't know, you know. But I thought that was an interesting glimpse the day that he was knocked down yeah. on, on, on the bicycle. And you know, and I thought to myself, you know, there's a likable devil in there. I bet you there's a likable devil in there. But not this, I mean, like... I mean, you see, I also think, I think, okay, there's, there's more to his uh, reputation than just social media. But I do feel this... About everybody. Oh, yes, of course. I, I do feel this about everyone. I include you in this. I don't think anybody really, like the person I know of you on when, when we do a podcast is so much more, there's, there's so much, social media is such a bad representation of nearly everybody, you know, because it's very hard not, if you engage with it, you're just, you're, you know, you're, you're firing stuff out and it's, uh, and it's, it's a very, Hard way to be. Um, yeah, it's not really. But but I have to say, I think that one of the massive things for me with social media was the promotion of organ donation. Yeah, no, I know that. And it was Ryan Feeney, who was the, he's the head of public affairs at Queen's, a very ingenious guy at what he does. And he said to me at the time, look, if you want to do something, this is what we're going to do. We start, we start this campaign up for life, you know, uh, make life your legacy. And... I'll set you up online on Twitter. Yeah. And I mean, it made an, an enormous difference because it reached so many people so quickly. But it also illustrated to me how you, how you could be a very inhumane influence on mm. society very quickly if you were clever at it and strategic and tactical. And I see many people, you know, who I know who would have that capacity. If they wanted to harness dark forces and go down that route, they could do it. But what, what does it profit your soul? What does it profit you as a human being? I mean, I love to be out with people, to be in solidarity with people, you know, um, to, 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 to think the best of people and to, try to, and to try to contribute something, you know. I mean, my contributions are small compared to people who are, you know, nurses, doctors, you know. I mean, the Filipino kid mm. who, 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 who was on his way to his graduation and spent 10 minutes frantically trying to save a small child's life, you know only to then live in fear and not be able to come out of his house because of all of the sort of anti-immigrant sentiment that was that was whipped up. They're killing our children, yeah. you know, and gripped, releasing all sorts of false information just to increase the sense of fear and rage, you know, that eventually led to the... But I think that no, but it, it, but yeah. it's also important, I think, to say, Dion, that, you know, those if those boys had gone up to Finglas and burned the bus, up in Finglas... Mm. Right. There wouldn't be a word about it. Say, oh, you know, it's a bus burning things. But you burn a bus in O'Connell Street and you burn a Lewis in O'Connell Street, that shoots around the world. I get hundreds of texts from people, are you okay? American mm. cousins who are so shocked because it's Ireland. And it's a rub the hands mo moment for the, the, the elites, you know, for the, 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 that sort of right wing, well funded movement that are interested in destabilizing one democracy after another simply so that they can rape it, you know, suck the money to the top and make poor people even. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Poor. And, and, uh, and the weird thing is, as we saw with Brexit, how easily you can manipulate people who are on the fringes to vote against their own interests and to act against their own best interests. And that, for me, is the enraging thing. I, I think uh, what you say there, I've been interested in what you said about McGregor as well, and maybe maybe one day we'll, we'll have him on the podcast. Maybe not. not, not I think I could convert him. Do you? If I could get to him. To what? Well, That's I the mean, problem. You'd have to, you'd, you'd, obviously, you'd... you'd, you'd I suppose the problem is this, you know, you, you know, and also I think that once you get really as wealthy as Connor and as successful and, you know, wherever he goes, he's got that triumphant band of followers, millions of them. Yeah. They then live in a bubble. It's very hard to get to them. You know, um, it's very hard for him to think outside of that adulation, you know, and, and, and to, to, and also, I think, very, very difficult to have a normal life. I mean, Connor can't really, like, somebody like me, a, a GA guy who's well-known to everybody, I can go into the bars, I can walk up and down, I can go to matches, I can do whatever, and nobody really bothers me. Like, you get selfies all the time and you get all those sorts of things. But nobody's bothering you. Connor's up in that David Beckham situation where he just can't go anywhere. Mm. And if he does, you know, it's two or three Range Rovers full of security people. They're bustling them in and bustling them out. He can't really have conversations with people. It's all just, ah, oh, geez, Connor, going to have a selfie. Oh, you're brilliant. Geez, when are you fighting again? You know, ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah, you know. And, and, and it's, that, it's that world that, that makes it very difficult for him to find any sort of peace, I think, and to find some truth in his life. You know, because he's really just becoming an awful caricature. And it's a terrible pity to see that of any human being, because I have no doubt that there is good in him. Um, I do think it, it is it is sad, and, and more than sad, worrying when you, when you, you know, you said about getting texts from people, seeing if you're all right, but, but the genuine fear that there is among uh, your migrant communities in Dublin. Very genuine uh, And, you know, there's been lots of reports. It was a really... Um, excellent report in the Dublin Inquirer by uh, 
by Shami Malakmian uh, about the Algerian community and how terrified they are and we're all the same and you know, and they've been they've been the victims of of, of hate crimes before the before mm. uh this incident and um it's just it's just an awful thing I mean, you've that, seen that, this. and that and that spread and again that is and that is the thing and i i, I think <clears throat> it's funny like i think you know a lot of the stuff has been well meaning in terms of people talking about uh you know what what you know um you know, immigrants bring to to Ireland, and a lot of it, a lot of it seems to focus on the kind of the work they do. You know what I mean? Which is fine because, like, it's great that they co- that the people come and contribute. But it, everybody's life is is about a lot more than that, and we only have to look at our own emigrant experience I, I to can know. Never understand that? I mean, they're just people. Yeah. Like, I mean, what what does it matter where they're no, from? No, it enriches our experience. It totally enriches ours, and that's what I'm getting at. Because I was thinking of. Listening, okay, well, listening a lot. Why should they not have a chance to have a life? No, I know. Just because they come from some terrible yeah. war-torn place, they've suffered persecution. I mean, one of the one of the interesting things that happened, Dion, at the at the when the child was, and uh, you know when the attack had happened, there were three or four. I reckoned them to be Somalian because Somalian boys are very distinctive, and I would say they were about 24, 25, and they came down and they were very shocked, and they started to pray for the mm. child's life. You know, mm. that's what human beings are like. Mm. That's what we're like. We have a we have a solidarity and an empathy and a love. Once you get away from these, you know, um, this this remote hatred that's peddled, which can have very very dangerous consequences, as we've seen, you know, and these ideas that, in, there's quite a lot of women in Ireland now, on social media who are peddling these anti-trans things, right? All of a sudden, trans people are a huge existential threat. Like, all of a sudden, in the space of a few years. And, like, they're invading our toilets. I, I, don't, like, I, I don't know, it's not my experience. And I'd say I've been a lot more bars than most of the women who are tweeting about it. And they're talking about saving our children and hashtag save our children, save our children, save our children. But the thought that struck me about it was they're not talking about real children because that's not what's happening. You know, you don't, there's no need to save our children. You know, and I know people say, what about that fucking child that got stabbed in Parnell Square? But it's more a symbol. It's an idea of good and evil, an idea of innocence and goodness. It's not real, but it makes them feel better. Like we're in the good team because we feel powerless in society. Politically, we feel powerless. And one of the things that's going to happen now, and that 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 they will want to do, is you know, like you know, the way they, they drove the wee grip up to drum a hair and Leitrim, and they got out and they did a wee. It reminded me of the Provos used to do this in the old days. You know, they would have a wee publicity stunt where they would bring cameras and they would do a checkpoint for about five minutes before they scarpered. You see, mm. but you saw that up in drum a hair and Leitrim. Like, and I go through drum a hair all the time, but she's out of it. Some chat with them if they'd stop me. Uh, but, oh, I saw that. But, yeah, yeah. but they go up there, they bust a grip of them in, and then they go through this charade of, you know, checking people's IDs in their cars. And I'll come to the house and go, you know, what do you want to, where are you going, sir? I'm just going up to the house. Like, where do you think I'm going? Like, oh, yes, I, I'm driving to, to an underground bunker where we're holding a thousand children and raping them, you know. But, but they pump that out, you know, and, and then you've got the O'Connell Street stuff. And over time, the fantasy starts to become real. 
because again there's been a huge amount of work done on conspiracy theories and their addictive properties they're extremely addictive so you start off you know oh there's there's a there's an interesting tweet from god emperor i'll start following god emperor you see and uh you start getting the stuff about the, the, the groomers and then, you know, they always do videos saying, you know, today, whenever I was walking down here, I saw a child being attacked by two yeah, blacks. Yeah. Right? Nobody ever sees that, but, you know, this is what they always say. And then it creates a panic. And now you get interested in this and you start tweeting it yourself and you're like, oh, this is, oh my God. And you get a wee guilty thrill. Jesus, with anarchy, but oh. And then, like a drug, None of this addresses the underlying problems, the real underlying symptoms for your anxiety and discontent. Mm. And then the conspiracy theories, they have to become more violent. You know, they have to become more powerful. And then, and then one day, you find yourself, just like Matthew Collins did, you know, the neo-Nazi who came into us in the podcast, in a library with snooker balls and tights beating defenseless Muslim women across the face and body, you know, until you had a bloody massacre of women, including a pregnant woman, you know, and you're covered in blood outside as though you've been slaughtering animals in an abattoir without a protective suit on, you know, because that's where it ends. As Collins said, that's where it ends, and that's the point of it. And it doesn't have to end there. That's the point as well. Like that's well, the thing, and that that's what comes that's why back education to yeah, is that's so why important. Educa- and but I also governments think, have to address these but things. There has to be an urgency, be a huge about, amount of education. Uh, but I do think equality is so important. I mean, we can't continue. We cannot like, and it urgently, urgently has to be done. We need to build council houses in huge numbers. We need to get back to a situation where homes are not part of the market. That's okay for wealthy people. You can build your huge villa. You can put your tennis court in it. You know, Bono can have his swimming pool and his offshore account. And Fair play to Bono. In Holland and all the rest Good of man, it. Bono. You know, and he can practice all his fucking stupid, Good you know, man, pretentious Bono. songs and all the rest of it. And that's fine. They can fight over the top end of the property market. But for, for people... Bono, like, Bono. When, whenever I was born in Dungiven, Everybody lived in a council house, yeah. apart from very few people. And that meant that you had security of housing and you didn't have to worry. You weren't mm. at your wit's end. You know, the idea that 50, 60, 70% of your earnings, and particularly people who are working ferociously, you know, not, not, not at jobs like mine, which are sedentary work where you're enjoying it and you're very fortunate to be doing, you know, to be using your mind and the, enjoying the drama of it. But I mean, you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning and you're going in and you're cleaning offices on the minimum wage on a zero-hour contract, and then and then you're going to spend the day, you know, working as a Lewis inspector or working on the buses, you know, or working in Tesco's, you know, and and you're coming home late at night exhausted, you know, you've got two or three kids, you're sitting down, you're trying to make ends meet, and every week. You're looking at this and saying, "Jesus, when is this going to improve? When is this going to improve?" We see this and in a society like ours. There's no need for that to be happening. But if our, if the people who are on the fringes, instead of embracing mm. political movements and getting involved in social activism, go down this rabbit hole, they are doing the elite's job for them. Yeah. But what, what, what I see, I think what, what that points to when you talk about housing, it's a great example of it because one of the contributing factors to, to housing is the layers and layers of constipation and bureaucracy that you find in 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 many 
areas in Irish in Irish life. And that's one of the things. These things need to be addressed, whether it's fixing the housing crisis, whether it's education for these things. These, these, these policies need to be not just kind of thought up, but actually implemented. And this is when things slow down in Ireland. And you, know, you can see it even in a very, very small example in, in, in the aftermath of, of the attack in Parnell Square, where you had, had the families coming out and saying they had to do DIY psychology on their, on the, with their children who had witnessed it, who had yeah. been there, because... Because we're not resourced. No, because there'd be no... Yeah, but there's... There are the... Res, but there's... Maybe, there's loads of money there. There's, but but there's sense. also not an urgency. They had to wait from Thursday to Monday. They heard nothing, which is a hugely, or, 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 hugely long time. They did. It's a hugely long time. When you've been... Yeah. When you've we've witnessed something like this. And that lack of urgency, I think, is the thing that permeates across so many areas of Irish life and actually prevents... Uh, and 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 in some ways exacerbates some of these things because you know you 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 look you you look at where where are the systems in place look, where where are the where are the functions that we can and and the uh, facilities that we need when we have the money to do it. Okay, but there but I think that there there has been you know a problem with the ruling parties. You know they've got very comfortable and it's time for them to move on. But Ireland is not in decline. No, know, not in decline in any sense. You know, but in relation to all of this stuff, the truth, as we know, is irrelevant. You know, all you have to do is to say it isn't decline, that the traitors are taking us over, you know, that the white bloodline's being destroyed, you know, that, 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 and you've got these like white Irish nationalists, they're claiming they're being replaced by non-white migrants. And all of this is, all of this is anger. It's a fantasy. It's as real, it's as real as men in black. Well, you know, I, I thought one of the great things this week out of the death of, this really sad death of, of Shane McGowan was just this glimpse at, like Shane, McGowan, like, Shane McGowan and the Pogues were one of the great examples of, of multiculturalism. Like, the Pogues could never have happened without that symbiotic, twisted kind of relationship between England and Ireland. And the energy between the two. And I remember, and I was watching, I remember going to see, I remember seeing the Pogues at Self-Aid in 1986. I was only a kid. I, was, I went on my own and I went oh, to Self-Aid and they came on and the energy, I remember it was like some guy headbutted me during Sally McLennan. It was just, you were there. And if you want, I watched the video of it again the day he died and the energy, and the energy came from this uh, subverting of what was traditional and what was exciting. And, you know, the Pogues were, like, traditionalists were up in arms in Ireland about the Pogues when they came along because they were, they, what were they doing? They were real. They you were know, real. and... They're like the Merry Wallopers. <laughs> they're better, they're a lot better than the Merry Wallopers. But, you know, because they had everything, like, they Lincoln, had, you know, they, like, they were, they, were, they were English, they were Irish, they were everything, and they were a fusion of cultures. And this idea that somehow there's anything, to, first of all, there's nothing to fear from... Uh, as you you know, from you know, there's there's a richness to be had from being being uh, exposed to different cultures, but it's also it's just it does something beautiful in it, yeah, and there's something energetic in it. Whenever you've been, the most energetic places you go to in the world are places where there is so much life, and 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 people you know, like New York, uh, all these things, they all have their problems, but they are the places that have energy we, we look, we, and beauty, we, and like right. we should, we, that's the thing that we that we 
you have we 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 will we have and we will have and you just have that's, to that's that's you de- know. that's definitely that's definitely our future and it's a it's it's a beautiful multicultural city you know and you know you've got you've got this parallel universe right which which is like a weird hollywood sort of blockbuster disaster movie you know like men in black or independence day and that's that exists only only in people's minds and um, just just as we were about to release this podcast um conor mcgregor don't your heroes always let you down has made a video publicly humiliate berating uh, an autistic man from the north scott moore and uh, subjecting him to some very very uncomfortable and hate-filled abuse including um, some really pretty disturbing sectarian abuse so we're going to leave you with the words of the man who wants to be the future president of Ireland I was right about the orange aura wow look at you you little freak putting your fucking little ugly red boiled nose in from across the border stay out of our politics it's nothing got to do with you Okay, you've been disrespecting me all day. Actually, all fucking week I see your fucking name popping up. You're a little weird. You're a weirdo, bro. You're you're not well. You're not well. Yeah, tell your father I said. Tell your father on that border I said his son is not well. And get help. Go to a fucking doctor or something. Or put me on to your doctor, actually, will you please? You have a boil on your nose like a fucking clown. Your nose is akin to a clown. So, <laughs> and your head is bleeding. And, you know, you've been coming at me. Okay, I'm not having a bit of fun with you and a little bit of banter back and forth. But, mate, it, it began because you fucking, you know, you're, you're, you're writing, you know, wrong things. You shouldn't be writing these things online to people. Yeah, you never, you just never know. You just never know. It's not, it's not on. And, you know, I respond back to you and then you start pulling out a medical sheet. Oh, I've got, I've got this is wrong with me, that's wrong with me. Well, Jesus, why are you fucking, what, 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 you're, you're, what about what's wrong with me, mate? You know what I mean? You're fucking coming at me, attacking me, and then you're a little orange cunt from across the border. Fuck off, mate. You know what I'm saying? Piss off. That's it. God bless.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.